fellow investigators, welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is failed prospects. Our, collaborate, our collaborators were Tyler Hudak, Morgan Llewellyn, Oscar Rios, Chase Melnichok, Zane Fleming, and myself. I will be the keeper for this playtest, and this is episode five. Our recap will be given by John Hook as his character, Dr. James Coopersmith. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. John? From the personal journal of Dr. James Coopersmith. Sunday, October 21st, 1923. Young Mr. Phillips and I returned from our excursion to deliver the penman boy back home. We arrived to find Professor Hall and Professor Rathmore and Mr. Zundel setting up camp. They told us about a visit they had had from a Ms. Jane, a hermit living in the woods nearby. With some daylight left, Mr. Phillips, Mr. Zundel and I set off to see if we could discover the whereabouts of the old mining town. Along the way, we discovered a strange bone that appears to contain features of both theropod and simian, quite unusual to say the least. Luck was with us, for we did discover the old mining town, and it looks very much like the proverbial ghost town. During a quick look around, Mr. Phillips stepped through a rotted board in the old church and injured himself. That's when Mr. Zundel and I surmised that this town did not die a slow death, but instead all the people seemed to have abandoned the town simultaneously. Very odd indeed. Meanwhile, back at camp, Professor Hall and Professor Rathmore were approached by a zealous raccoon and a corporalite stone struck one of the broken down vehicles. This region is simply overrun with corporalite. Copperlite. There's no logical explanation for it. The professors started getting jumpy, so they secured themselves inside one of the vehicles that near, uh, that nearly, and they nearly leapt upon Ms. Jane as she was returning with the dinner she had promised. Soon enough, my companions and I returned to camp, just in time for dinner. As dinner concluded, Ms. Jane requested Mr. Phillips's help at her cabin to split wood. Mr. Phillips, being well-raised, agreed to help her with this difficult chore. The plan was for Mr. Phillips to possibly return this evening, or maybe in the morning, or at the very least, Ms. Jane would escort Mr. Phillips to the old mining town so he could rejoin us there in the morning. After Mr. Phillips and Ms. Jane departed, we discovered the old coprolite not only emitted a strange coldness, but it also seemed to be the contributing factor to causing the uncharacteristic spoilage of our food supplies. We then decided to segregate the copper light and, the, and store the entire load of it in the boot of one of the broken down vehicles. We hope that the metal line box will help contain and retard the copper light's ability to spoil our food. We hope Mr. Phillips had a comfortable evening, uh, or, or we hope Mr. Phillips uh, was as comfortable an evening as we had had. Editor's note, at this time, Mr. Uh, Dr. Coppersmith, Dr. Coopersmith, can't read, was unaware that Mr. Phillips was accosted and rendered unconscious during his visit with Miss Jane. Dun, dun, dun. Monday, October 22nd, 1923. We awoke early to make the most of our day at the old mining town. As we entered town, I noticed some tracks 
that I believe belong to Dr. Baker and his team. Hopefully those tracks can lead us directly to Dr. Baker. Before pursuing the tracks, we divided up to check the town a little more thoroughly. I discovered in the old assayer's office uh, that uh, uh, a map that depicted the layout of the mine, of the mine, it, but it's not. It does not give the location of the mine in relation to the town. And the others, they discovered Dr. Baker and Turner's signatures in an old guest book in the old hotel. More to follow soon. All right. Uh, in addition to the signatures in the book, uh, you notice uh, 20 cents, two dimes, is also sitting on the book. Modern coinage. And did they date their signatures? Um, they did, and they're dated uh, a few days ago. There, are there room numbers next to the lines of the signatures mm -mm. and dates? How do the stairs look? Uh, the stairs are dusty, but you can see that people have been going up and down. So uh, if there's indications that people have been going up and down the stairs, uh, you know, based on what happened to Byron, they could have, you know, been, somebody could have gotten walloped by a falling timber upstairs and be lying there helpless. Um, but why? Yes. But why just the two names signed in? Where's the rest of the team? I don't, why sign into an abandoned hotel? Uh, for the fun uh, of it. But, yeah. yeah. Well, they, you know, if they went exploring, then, you know, it, it seems like they ought to check. I'm going to try the stairs. Uh, how wobbly is the banister? Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, and the stairs themselves creak, but uh, they seem to be pretty, pretty sturdy. The, uh, the building itself is probably, as I said before, the, it's probably the best in best condition in the town. How fresh right. is the ink on the ledger? Well, a, a couple days. A couple days. It's dated just a couple days ago. But there's nothing irregular. I mean, I want to look at it and I'm going to inspect it. Is it nothing irregular in the actual signature? It just looks like a regular. No, not at all. All right. Well, I'm going to go up. I'm going to test each step, of course, before I put my weight on it. Okay. And try to stay to the, the sides where they're, the joining happens because they're stronger. Okay. You um, can see on the banister uh, that there's bits and pieces of it where the dust have been completely wiped off uh, right. as if people were, somebody was holding onto the banister. A few spots that they might have missed, they didn't necessarily hold on all the way up. At the top of the stairs, uh, there are a number of rooms. Um, the first of which, uh, the door is wide open. And when you stick your head inside, uh, although the, the bed seems to have rotted away a long time ago, um, most of the debris from that and some of the furniture has been shoved into a back corner. And there are a number of boxes. The boxes looked like they were grabbed from the uh, general store across the way. And they seem to be filled with bones. Um, uh, and these bones are um, non-hominid? Well, do a, um, do a spot hidden for me. 
I'm going to assign just 39 is just okay. Okay. The first thing you see when you go up there and you look inside is a box near the door with a human skull staring at you. I'm no scientist, so but I know it, a human skull. It start, startles you. Gee, how is that um, good? But some of the uh, boxes have bones in them that are not human. Okay. And these are cardboard boxes? Oh, no, no. They're, uh, they're wooden, wooden crates. crates? Some of them, they're, they're, some of them are in kind of bad condition. They're all well enough conditioned that they obviously grabbed them to put the bones in. Crazy. Um, so, you know, I call out, uh, Dr. Baker, Dr. Tucker, anybody here? There's no answer. Um, okay, uh, I'm there, what, six, eight doors on the hall? Marcus, we'll say six. And anything? Uh, they've been here uh, and they left some discoveries, not all of which are um, ancient. There's uh, human remains up here, doctor. Um, and I assume these are like bleached, the skull was bleached bone, ancient. Pretty or, much, you know, yes. Not, yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't dried tissue visible on it. It's not, doesn't have hair. Um, all right, well, one door at a time, you know, again, I'm going to keep an eye on the floor as I go, kind of what drag are, my feet. What are the rest of you doing downstairs? Uh, Hall is starting to climb up the stairs, but since because of his weight, uh, he wants to stay toward the outside, hoping okay. that he's on better support. All right. Um, Why don't you, uh, Professor Hall? Why don't you do a uh, a luck roll? Uh, made it. Okay. A lot of creaking, but it seems to be pretty pretty st stable. Going up. Yeah, uh, Marcus. Anyway. I'm uh, I'm going to come up and take a look at the bones you talked about. Sure thing. No sign of any folks here creepy um professor uh, uh rathmore and uh, cooper smith what are you guys doing uh so i'm probably at this time exiting the assayer's office and starting to uh head down uh uh the main street um and you know we had already also had that um uh, tip to check out the the jail uh, so I'm going to be strolling down Main Street and seeing uh, if any of these uh, buildings, because uh, I actually, from our, my previous visit, I wasn't really on this side of the street and checking these buildings out. So this will really be my, my first look-see. So I'm going to kind of poke my head in as I walk heading northward from the assayer's office uh, until I can get to some place that I think might be the uh, jail. So that's where I'm going to be kind of focusing. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna follow you, and I'm gonna kind of be with you, but I'm gonna be looking out for other areas to kind of investigate nearby. Well, how and, about the, the two of you do spot hiddens for me? Okay, and then if I hadn't uh, informed uh, anyone about seeing the uh, tracks in the in the road when it, when you first arrived, mm -hmm. I'll definitely take this opportunity in casual conversation to inform uh, Professor Rathmore about what I saw, and then that's something that we can follow up on once we're ready to um, 
move on well especially once uh, uh mr phillips shows up and we're ready to move on from the town we can uh, readdress and, and take a closer look at those tracks so all right spot hidden i made mine uh you know since you made yours i'm not going to worry about spending the, my uh my okay. precious dwindling luck to make mine um dr rathmore as you guys were walking along you notice something in the road um, it's kind of dull and metallic um, and, and, and somewhat long, maybe about this big. And as you walk towards it, you, you, at first you're thinking, well, is that like a railroad spike? And then what you realize is that it's a tent stake. Tent stake. So I go, to, I go down, I pick it up. Um, the kind I, that you guys use too. Yeah, I presume that Dr. Smith's near me, so I'm going to hold it up. Oh, yeah, look at that. They must have dropped it on their way through. But Absolutely. it kind of looks like there's draggings in the ground. Like they're all sort of going in one direction towards a gap between two buildings. Hmm. Hmm. Over there. So I'm going to tell Dr. Uh, Cooper Smith, I'm going to say to him kind of like, not, I mean, we're in the middle of the town, but I'm going to say kind of a kind of low hush voice. We're going to need to use our, let's just call them handymen, and, um, you know, I've been on quite a number of digs myself, but like, once we get out here, we need to start to mobilize our students to actually, you know, have a plan of, a, of, of kind of excavation, or we have to kind of like work in a group. Because otherwise, I think I've been in these kind of situations before. And if, some, if something goes bad, then, you know, what's going to happen? It's going to be like bad all, all over. So maybe we want to start to get, get the word out to our other people that are actually and out around here before we do anything major or drastic. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we think it's, we think that something's being drugged over into that direction between those two buildings. Let's keep that in mind. I'd really like to try and find this uh, uh, jail first, and then we can come back and, and head in that direction. Yeah. So at this point, at this point, like I had my little powwow with Dr. Cooper Smith and it's like, buddy system so whatever whatever we do like if you want to go that way let's go that way yeah yeah let's stick together we'll do this and then we'll go do that well because some of the buildings are 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 broken down once you get to the same area as the hotel um and you can see the guys are looking at they're in the hotel doing stuff you can see that just around the corner from it and down as a side road is what looks like a uh, what would have been a jail um, it's composed mostly of stone, uh, but it's also partially collapsed. Okay. Oh, hey. Rathmore, so you guys take, are heading take a look at that. Um, uh, as you come up to it, the uh, door frame is still pretty much intact, though there's no longer any door. Um, part of the roof has collapsed on one side. And... Uh, when you look inside, uh, what you are surprised to see is that most of the things uh, damaged as they were have been shoved over to the side. Um, there is a jail cell. Uh, I'm sorry, there are two jail cells side by side. Uh, one of them has been partially damaged by the roof collapse, and the other one is wide open. Now, the one that's wide open has um, uh, a chain 
with a big lock padlock on it. Uh, but it has been, uh, it, it's actually very shiny on part of the chain where it has been sawed through. Um, and there it looks like on the ground, it looks like there's been a lot of activity here. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at that uh, that cell and the, the severed chain and the ground surrounding area. Just kind of take a closer look and uh, kind of inspect things inside the cell. Um, you know, this area outside the cell where all that the uh, broken stuff has been pushed over to the side. Just kind of give this place a, a good uh, looking around. Just a it's very interesting. So it looks like this cell was possibly being used to actually hold someone, but they sawed through and an escape. It's very interesting. Huh? The, uh, the sawed through chain, uh, the chain itself looks ancient. The, uh, the saw through marks are recent. You're pretty sure. Well, that's very weird. Very shiny. Hmm. So but some, you don't well, see any bones. Something escaped from here, and I and I and I pull out my archaeology. I, I believe I have my archaeology bag or whatever equipment that I have, and I want to kind of start inspecting around the the jail cell. Not that my archaeological equipment is going to actually get be that helpful, but at least I want to start to like poke around and look around and see things. What is it? Okay, why don't you do a spot hidden for me? Me too. Uh, since I said I was looking around. Sure. Sure. Oh, uh, that is an extreme success. Okay. I have one as well. It's a 20. Okay. Well, since you both have extremes, um, as you're looking around, uh, Professor, uh, Professor Cooper Smith, um, you find, and it's kind of, I'm trying to describe the, the bars coming down to the ground, and there's a bar across the bottom, wedged between the floor and that bottom uh, brace. Uh, there seems to be a bone. It's not very large. Uh, looks like it might be part of a, uh, like a knuckle or something along that line. Um, doesn't look human. Doesn't, it, it, it definitely looks like some sort of dinosaur bone. But it's, it's once again, it's it's not calcified or anything like that. Um, Very strange. All right, so I want to collect it. Um, you know, I've got my pack of stuff with me, so I want to collect it, bag it, label it, you know, jot it in my notes, you know, my journal and stuff. Dr. Rathmore, as you're looking around, you're looking in, in the rubble uh, that's the, of the collapsed wall. You can see something at first it think, you think it's odd because it's partially buried in the collapse, uh, but there's a wooden stick. Uh, and the wooden stick is fairly straight. Um, it's, it's got a patina of age on it. And as you sort of fiddle with it, and you get a little bit of the roof there to collapse some more to, to sort of clear it. Um, you find what looks like a spear. Um, but the spear is made from stone and it's not particularly elaborate 
but with your archaeological knowledge, it doesn't look like it's from an American Indian tribe around here that you, it, it's not their style. It's not made with animal sinew. It's, it could be, it's not obsidian, but it's something very much like it. Um, probably the geologist would be able to tell you what it's made out of. Is, is the whole thing stone or is it just like? No, just the, the handle is a stick. But it it doesn't look. I mean, it would it would. It's probably a hundred years old. But that's at the most. Does the uh, does the tip of the spear does it have any jagged or, or or serrated edges or anything, or is it pretty smooth? It's kind of serrated, but it's still very sharp. Hmm. As a obsidian tends to cut on a sharp plane, it's almost like glass, like sharp. So it's the wrong color for obsidian. I turn it out and I say, what do you make of this? That's astounding. That is astounding. Man, and I mean, this is so complex. We've, this shakes the very foundation of paleontology. Man and dinosaur did not coexist, yet we've been finding copper light with human teeth within it this is you know clearly a primitive uh uh tool an implement um that you know until we can examine it further i would you know hazard to guess would be used in the hunting of whatever game nearby and now i'm wondering if it would have you know coincided for hunting of game of uh, of these prehistoric animals it, it's it's completely unprecedented and what is it doing in a jail this is this is so unusual i certainly hope dr baker didn't just simply discard something like that here that just doesn't make any sense well the the, the building was collapsed at that part this thing would have been under there for a long time since the building itself so. collapsed but still, for it to have been collected and in this building, for the building to collapse on it is astonishing. Uh, it's it's lucky that you found that and, and, and preserved it. We should probably start heading over and check out that gap between those buildings. I'm going to take it with me. Because yeah. Obviously, this could, this could be of use fairly soon. Okay. Byron. Slowly, slowly, you start to come back to consciousness. There is a throbbing pain in the back of your head um, and under your arms because you find that you are in a standing position with your hands chained and you seem to be hanging uh, not you're you're touching the ground, but you're you're yeah. chained up to a rafter in in some sort of an old shed. There's a horrible, not so horrible, but strong odor of blood and meat. Uh, and there is a little bit of light coming through a window. 
but the window has obviously been boarded up from the outside. So you can't see very clearly. And uh, do, a, do a spot hidden for me as you're there. What the fuck? Uh, that is a fail. Okay. You're, you're sweating. You can feel the, the drops of, of uh, you hope it's just sweat dribbling down your body. Um, uh, you don't hear anything. There's no noise coming from anywhere, except maybe the, the vague sound of the wind outside blowing against the side of the, the, the thing. Um, uh, your hands are actually manacled, so you can't pull them free from what it is. Um, you're still sort of coming to consciousness as this is happening. And that's when you realize that you are naked. What did you do to me? Fuck. What have I got myself into now? Um, so what do you do? Uh, so how am I able to like swing where I am? Like not to... really. Uh, you can move around. You can turn around and stuff like that, but you can't. You can't go very far. And your feet. Your your feet are are. Um, uh, your it feels really as you've been standing all night, so your legs are very sore. Um, are they tied to get? Are my feet tied or? They're not tied. But uh, but you are hanging there, and as you as you uh, sort of move around a little and and try and and turn, um, there's another body hanging oh, just behind you, and it's the body of a girl, uh, except that she has been. Uh, inviscerated and uh, she uh, has all over her what look like symbols uh, drawn on on her skin in blood or paint or something. Do a sanity check. Yeah, he will also throw up. <laughs> it'll, it'll just come out. Um, oh, fuck. That's, that's a fail. <laughs> that's a all right, do an intelligence roll as well, then. I'm so close to my 20%. It's... I succeeded. Okay. Uh, roll a 1d8. Why do I have to have really high intelligence and really low sanity? <laughs> um, a four. Oh. I'm going to say that with that, you call out loudly. Uh, in in horror as you see this and you swing and you you're trying to get away and it really hurts your <sighs> your your uh, wrists but you don't lose you don't don't completely lose your mind um, help me help anyone all right um we'll get back to you in a moment uh, uh marcus and uh professor uh hall uh, you've gone up the stairs. Uh, Professor Hall, you're looking at the bones. 
and they seemed to have grabbed boxes so that they could put uh, human bones in one box, in, in one set of boxes, and these creature bones in another. Now that you're getting a good look at these creature bones and you're seeing a much larger array, you, this thing, whatever it is, was more, if, if it was a theropod dinosaur, it stood even more upright. Um, you don't really find any evidence of a tail on this thing, which, which really throws you off. And the way that the, the skull, which is a fairly large skull, is, is articulated, the way the bones and the bat form together, you're pretty sure that this thing stood upright like we do with its head attached at the base instead of in the back, uh, which you would expect from a dinosaur. You've never seen anything like it. Uh, it has bony protrusions on its skull. It, it has bony protrusions on parts of its, um, uh, where, where, where its scapular would be and down its, down its back, backbones. Um, and with each box, there is, there's just one skeleton in each box. Um, there is a piece of notebook paper that details where it was found in the town. Um, uh, found near the church, found near this, found near that. Um, all, all in all, there's maybe uh, 20 skeletons. One of them is labeled jail. Okay. okay. Uh, who's, is there any signature on it, or do I recognize the handwriting? It looks like it might be a combination of both uh, Tucker and uh, Baker, uh, but it looks like Maybe more than that. Maybe some of the other team members, too, also found things and brought them back in boxes. Okay. Marcus, you are going down the hall, and none of the doors are locked. And one of the rooms, when you open it, uh, there, is, uh, there is evidence uh, that the room was actually being used. The, uh, uh, the the bed, what's left of it, was was lifted up and pushed against the wall, and a small, uh, uh, not small. What do I want to say? Like a bed bedroll mm -hmm. uh, is laid out on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, Are there other personal effects next to it? Um, yeah, we'll say so. Uh, maybe cool. uh, uh, like a duffel with uh, with some stuff in it. You can also see that on a small, what's left of a small table near the, the bedroll, uh, there are two items. One is a small journal, and the other one looks like a, a picture uh, in a frame. When I said personal effects, I was hoping for a journal. Okay. So uh, uh, what... The, the picture is of... Uh, the picture is a small uh, daguerreotype. Right. I think that's how it's pronounced. Does, do I recognize the individual, the, the adult male? There's an adult male and a young child. It looks like a late 19th century photograph. Right. Or daguerreotype. Do a, um, do a spot hidden. I guess it would be spot hidden. Maybe it would be. That's almost a hard success. All right. 
Either that or it would have been an intelligence roll. Either way. Um, vaguely, it almost seems like you've seen those features somewhere else, especially the girl. Mm-hmm. But she is not one of the students who went in with the first team. Oh, no. Right. Uh, does it look like Jane at all? A little bit, maybe. Um, a bit hawkish in the face. Uh, yeah, that's... Yes? Um, what do you do with the paint picture? Uh, I'll, you know, I mean, I'm sure Mr. Uh, Professor Hall's going to come along the along as well, and I'll show it to him when the time comes, although I, he sounds busy in the other room. Um, I'm going to, uh, you know, leave it on the busted old table and pick up the journal. Okay. The journal looks brand new. Okay. Is um, it clasped? No. All right. Um, Is there a name on the inside cover? Uh, you open it up and it becomes immediately apparent it's Dr. Baker's journal. All right. Something he should not have left behind for any length of time. Uh, so, most peculiar. Are um, you going to read it there or are you going to gather the people, other people too? Uh, I'm going to flip to the last entry before deciding. Um, the last entry... Uh, seems to indicate uh, there, there are only like four pages or so of, of entries. Uh -huh. um, uh, well, I'll, I'll show you that in context. <laughs> I've got the whole thing for you to read out loud if you want. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna you know, look around the room for other identifying artifacts, but it seems like we've got, I mean, he signed in. Right. Uh, so I guess he was staying here. Um, I'm sure that you know, as it becomes increasingly obvious that not all is well with the first team, uh, right. I, I'll take the liberty of, of uh, slipping the photograph and... Uh, all right. Uh, and then you probably pocket. rejoin Dr. Hall. All right. The other rooms are empty and unevent, you know, uh, another bedroll and another one. Uh, it looks like, it looks like uh, next door, Dr. Dr. Tucker might have stayed. Okay. Uh, next door. The other rooms are in too bad of condition to, to for people who have stayed here. And it's a sunny morning that we're out here? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. really sunny. Um, yeah, so down the, down the hall to see Professor Hall. All right. Uh, so that human skull, that's not, uh, that's old enough that we don't have to worry about uh, any legal repercussions, right? Right. Um. Dr. Hall, do a, uh, a spot hidden roll. I uh, just made it. The human bones are modern human bones. Uh, and a number of them look like they have received uh, physical damage of some sort. A blow to the head, uh, a place where you imagine that maybe an arrow or a spear uh, la uh, cut through the ribs. Um, these were part of some sort of massacre. Okay. Um, uh, not having um, anthropology or archaeology, uh, but, but still with my 
you know, uh, paleontology, I was, you know, am I able to somewhat date these bones? Yeah, sort of. You'd say by their teeth and the condition of their teeth and the fact that they have very little dental work, um, probably less than 100 years old. Probably the people who were in this town. Okay. But I mean, right now I have, from what we've discovered in the hollow and here, uh, Professor Hall is of, of the opinion that um, uh, the Indians were very protective of their hollow. And with what we had seen there with the copper light and the teeth in it, um, he's suspecting that maybe um, the Indians are the ones that caused this. So are there, are there any embedded uh, arrowheads or anything that he might be able to find in these? None. None that are stuck in it. Uh, are the chips in the skulls um, small as if an arrow penetrated or something larger as if a spear? Um, in the skulls, it looks like they might have been smashed in with something heavy, Some kind of a, yeah, like a, a an axe or a, but but oh, not a sharp a axe, a stone hammer or something, stone hammer or stone axe. Yeah. Okay. And these these labels these these they didn't bring these back to town from the mine. They're these things were right here. Yeah, well, he's he's got this one that's uh, labeled from the jail. This is the one that James was talking about. Um, I'm kind of digging through here. I, I'm trying to see what she was kind of excited about to point it out to Dr. Baker, and, and I'm digging through that particular box. So, uh, am I uh, what? Anything particular that I'm finding for this particular set of uh, bones? Mm, no, they so, seem to be generalized. But you become you come you 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 are pretty sure that something took place here, and and it almost would seem that these thing if these things were all found side by side, right? You know that I mean, could it be that these creatures actually? still existed a hundred years ago. Right. But I mean, you're the bones that I've, that were found in the jail, are those human bones? No. The only bones that were found in the jail seem to be of an uh, 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 almost completely articulated uh, mon creature skeleton. Uh, I mean, it's not articulated, but all the bones seem to be there. Well, so, you know, Dr. Hall, Dr. Coopersmith and I were saying yesterday, you know, it seemed like people like didn't move out of this town because the mine got barren, but fled. And now it looks like a bunch of dinosaur men attacked them. I mean, that's insane. But they weren't living next door to these bones when they built the church and the jail. Uh, I've got, uh, I found Dr. Baker's journal he and I think Dr. Tucker too were staying here. No sign of anybody else. Uh, I think we should go downstairs yeah, when the floor gives out on us. I'll take one of these boxes of dinosaurs. Yeah, I, I'll definitely take this one down, but uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, you found, how many sleeping bags did you find up there? I mean, just, just two. Just two rooms space. were occupied. Yeah. The I mean, maybe the rest of the. Stayed at a tent by the mine. But yeah. 
you know, I can't even see uh, anybody leaving his journal behind or a box full of completely unique animal bones. I agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah, let's go find the others and uh, kind of get all of our notes together. Yeah, I'm surprised sorry. that they haven't come in yet. But and where the heck is so Byron? We'll, it's almost we'll, 10 o'clock. Well, gingerly, especially, especially find, carrying this extra weight, I, I want to be very cautious going down the stairs. Almost as if, as much creaking that I felt the first time, I'm kind of going backwards and I'm stepping down, then I'm putting the box on the step that I just left and kind of inch my way down that way. Okay. Being very careful, you may get fine. The, the boxes don't weigh that much. Um, Dr. Cooper Smith and Dr. Rathmore, um, you see evidence in the ground uh, that a number of things were dragged where you're going. Um, and referring to the old uh, mining town map, uh, wh where are we heading? So uh, the two buildings that are uh, across the street from the general store uh, towards the, uh, the west. Yeah, so yeah. the gap between there? Kind of the gap between them. All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, as behind you go the general over there, store, sorry, the, the the black circular object behind the general store is that an old well or is that a dead tree? It's an old well. Okay. Yeah. So there's two old wells, one behind the store and one behind the saloon. Correct. Okay. Um, as you uh, get to the buildings, you can see very clearly that someone has taken all of their camping equipment and tried to sort of fling it off into the, the little bit of woods and high grass and weeds that's there. But you can see a couple of tent poles sticking up and you can see bits of the canvas over there. Um, when you actually get up to it, you can see that a good portion of the canvas has been torn and ripped. Oh my God. Harold, look at this. And I start stretching it out so we can see the damage more clearly. What, what is, what happened? What, what's going on here? I'm not having a good feeling about this, James. There's definitely some, some weird, weird stuff happening with all of this. You got struggles. You've got this, we got this, you know, obviously this spear, you got drag marks in the ground. I mean, I'm not a private investigator or anything, but uh, there's just not, there's some struggles here and I don't know what's going on. And we have to be very careful at this point. So I want to kind of get in that uh, area where the stuff was thrown and kind of start pulling it out and sifting through it and seeing, is there any, uh, any items of, of, you know, interest uh, in there that might contain a clue on their whereabouts or, their safety or something. Uh, what you do is you find uh, some of their tools. Uh, you find some of their clothing. You find a bag with some of their clothing in it. Uh, but nothing in particular. Maybe even some things that identify them, like uh, uh, you know a particular shirt that uh, one particular doctor used to wear all the time, or something that you might recognize like that. You'll see. This is definitely their stuff. And it looks almost like it was thrown over here to obscure it. 
just to get it out of the way so that so this that is bizarre uh the two buildings that we're right next to mm-hmm. uh i want to take a peek into those and they're barely standing they're okay. in fact they're they're pretty much collapsed you're not even sure what they were probably homesteads you know, little homesteads harold this town isn't that big maybe we should just kind of walk the perimeter and and start checking the tree lines around here just to see if anything else has been uh tossed okay but as you are pulling back out from that gap into the street, uh, you see Marcus and uh, uh, Professor Hall uh, down in the lobby of the hotel. They see you, and uh, I think they wave you over. Hey, let's uh, yeah. So let's let's go. All right, so Harold, let's go let them know what we've uh, found. This is uh, concerning. Hey guys, we need to circle the wagons. Did uh, did Brian show up yet? Is he with you? We were inside the building. You would have seen him first. Huh. Byron! Byron! I wonder how hard it'll be to track that Jane woman. Uh, Because she's the only person who who seems to know this town was even here. Can't be uh, that hard. She's within walking distance of our other camp. I, yeah, I don't know how we're going to find her from here unless we go back to the fourth campsite and did go to her place. But I mean, with with what the bones that I found upstairs in the box and the simian apish qualities to these things, that this one labeled from the jail itself uh, is, <laughs> is definitely troubling. Um, what, yeah, what's troubling about that? We were in the jail, and someone hacksawed through the uh, through some chains in order to access a cell. That was probably the doctor himself. I mean, here's the bones that uh, are, and the notes themselves where they labeled where they got each set of these bones. I mean, throughout the town here. I mean, look at some of these skulls. Uh, yeah, I want to. You know, if he's got them with him, I want to examine the skulls with paleontology and see if I can discern anything. So it looks, it looks something like, uh, uh, it's got a lot of spikes on it. So you've never really seen anything quite like it. Um, It's very unusual. And you're excited because you've got fully, what looks like fully articulated skeletons. You should be able to reconstruct it. How big, how big a brain does it look like it had? It looks like it has a larger brain than what you've seen in dinosaurs before. Um, can we estimate its height from some of the bones that we already have? I mean, we have enough to put it together, but just analyzing some of the bones. You could if you took it out and started laying it out. Um, uh, In which case you might think nine feet tall. Wow. Wow. Eight or nine feet tall. Well, listen, we have, we've discovered that um, some of Dr. Cooper's, I mean, Dr. Baker's, gear has been uh, torn and discarded and it doesn't look like it was a weird accident it almost looks like animal attack it's 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 bizarre but why go through the process to attempt to hide it it looks like it was trying to be 
pitched out into an area to avoid discovery. I think we just, by sheer happenstance, discovered it. So it's why go through the, the trouble to try and hide that? It's weird. Well, yeah, the only person James, you, go ahead. Yeah, but James, the an animal's not going to try to hide the gear. And I, it, back at site four, with the damage that we saw to the trucks, that was simian, human, Neanderthal, whatever you want to call it. That was that was an intelligent creature trying to destroy those things. And you've well, got an intelligent creature trying to hide the gear. Yeah, at least as intelligent as a hillbilly. I mean, the only people who knew where we were coming, the only person who knew where we were coming is is, is Miss Jane. And yeah, we got to we got to. The day goes on find, and Byron doesn't come back. The more anxious we, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get concerned about Byron. Maybe we should, maybe we should head back now and see if we yes. can find her cabin and see if we can uh, find Byron. It, it, he should not have been detained this long. I'd He's like not. to see if we can even start the truck. Uh, sure. Before we leave here, did you? I I'm concerned uh, with Mr. Uh, uh, with Harold having the only weapon here, uh, did you happen to see any shovels or anything that we could possibly use from the discarded gear? Maybe a broken no, something. You use a tent stake as a as a well, stake. I've, I've I mean, got my got trowel a, and my digging pick. We've got at least one but, decent pick, you know, full on swinging pick to just open yeah. stuff up. There you go. Like, yeah, well, we we need to stay together on this one. But let's go find Philip. Okay. Before we do that, we have. Uh, I, I did find we found that uh, doctors Tucker and Baker seem to have spent at least one night and upstairs in the old hotel. Uh, and I show them. He, uh, Dr. Baker left this photograph. Does that look like anybody you recognize? Yeah. Marcus, when you hold up the photograph to show them, you realize there's writing on the back. Oh heavens. I thought it looked a little bit like Jane when she was younger, if she ever was younger. Okay, yeah, I was right. It says Jason Mel and his daughter Jane, 1861. She whiz, she doesn't look that old. Maybe in the picture she's 10. So she'd be 70? Something? That's crazy. That's bizarre. Yeah, she'd be 60 something, yeah. That's Anyway, I hell? thought it looked like her. I thought that beaky face was familiar. But also, we've got um, Dr. Baker's journal here. I didn't, I didn't, I only glanced at it, but maybe it can tell us where they went next. Find out what his last notes are, but we got to get off to find Philip. Can you, can you read his last page? Well, read the whole thing. There's, There's only, only a few, few entries, pages. so. Well, if it won't take too long, let's let's go through it real quick, and then we can uh, head back, try and find Jane and and, right. and Byron. Okay, October first, nineteen twenty-three. So it goes back from the begin to the beginning. Joanne, I am beginning this fresh logbook to contain my personal notes and observations concerning the investigation into a heretofore unknown species of coelurosaurs supposedly found in the northeastern part of South Dakota. A small example of a four-hour limb is in my office, being unusual, and that it seems to have a fourth digit arranged as an opposable thumb, something not seen before in the theropods. 
The collection tag listed a location in South Dakota and the initials TR, nothing more. It's only a guess, but it may be referred to Dr. Theodore Rawley, who passed away 15 years ago. We will arrive in West Haven on October 2nd, and I hope to begin by the next day. I will keep you informed and turn over this notebook after we complete the dead. If you would transcribe it and make copies for the department, I would be most appreciative. October 2nd, Joanne. The locals are not used to having so many travelers at once, though they built the hotel to handle 16 people. The Penmans seem to be a good-hearted family and they know something of hospitality. Bacon and eggs and good black coffee always start the day off right. We have chosen to bunk together, Dr. Stewart and myself, Dr. Lynch and Dr. Tucker, Miss Winters and Miss Potter, and the two boys, Martin and Henry. I think we will all manage to get along just fine. Joanne, afternoon update. George Lynch and Eugene Stewart seem to dislike one another. I'm not sure I should have brought them both together on this dig, but they do know their stuff. Eugene suggests that we should move along the Peppercorn Ridge. We'll be close enough for the first few days to trek back and forth to West Haven. October 3rd. Joanne, cold this morning, but we managed to get the trucks up and running and make our way out to Peppercorn Ridge. Lots of loose shale deposits along the ridge, good fossil rock. We set up camp and started exploring the area. John Tucker keeps making off-handed jokes about being knee-deep in schist. Such a clown. It's a wonder he has a degree in anything other than buffoonery. No further samples of anything significant. Miss Clara Potter found a lovely ammonite at the base of a ridge, but nothing we haven't seen before. Also, the youngest penman boy followed us out here on foot, I guess. Curiosity is the only thing that might rescue a kid from a mundane life as a hotel operator. October 7th, Joanne. Site two is much the same as site one, although there's a heavy layer of quartzite flowing laterally on the base of the ridge. Mr. Butcher told us on break that he thought he saw some people near the top of the ridge to the south of us riding horses. Thinks they might be Indians. The Tri Lake Reservation is just to the east of us, so that would not be surprising. October 11th, 1923, Joanne. We have moved to a third site about two miles south of an area called Shicha Hollow, spelled S-I-C-A, about a mile west of Peppercorn Ridge. Henry Bates, the geology student, suggested that we follow an, along an ancient creek bed, which is formed in a broken shale bed running north, northwest toward the forest. The scrub here is lush and low to the ground. Toward the hollow, it gets denser. We are now set up about 14 miles north of West Haven. We intend on staying in camp unless we have an emergency or need to refresh our supplies. Same date. Joanne, late afternoon update. Two interesting finds in the last hour. It's 3 p.m. and we have what appears to be a neck bone or ridged vertebra that we cannot identify. We should have invited Hall and Copersmith. I bet they could identify which theropod we are looking at. Also, Henry found some sort of Indian artifact. An oblong black stone carved with decorative markings. We do not recognize the design at all, possibly some sort of territory marker. We do not want to intrude on Indian lands. We don't need that kind of trouble. A few of us have noticed the sound of rocks or pebbles being thrown at us. One hit a stump near Mr. Butcher, another landed in the grass by the truck. The others think it might be the kid from the hotel. I will have a chat with Mr. Penman or leave a note. October 12th, Joanne. I have returned to West Haven along with Dr. Tucker and Henry Bates. Henry has suffered some sort of burn or rash on his upper left thigh. We have taken him to the local doctor to have him patched up. 
I have some time to update my map and contact the university. We found three more specimens, and if that wasn't exciting enough, Miss Potter managed to put us all to shame by realizing that the bones are not true fossils. Mineralization has barely begun. I must have blindly missed it from the university specimen. Lynch now estimates these may be only a few hundred years old at best. Perhaps there is something living out here in the wilderness. We should probably send for Rathmore and Hanks. This is very exciting. Once I am back at Site 3, we're going to move farther into Sichahala. Mr. Bates suggests that the low basin might be a reservoir that captures washed out animal bugs. There may be a stronger concentration there. Joanne had a strange encounter with a group of Indians as we set out for Site 3 this morning. It's October 13th, and we had just left Site 1 heading along the ridge, following the trail we had blazed earlier. Two fellows on horseback, identifying themselves as members of, as members of the Lakota tribe, told us not to go into Shicha Hollow because it is a dangerous place. Apparently, the Lakota have always avoided it. They told us the word Shicha in their language means evil. They said that the earth bleeds and spirits of the dead are trapped there and that they are restless and attack anyone who goes there. Do not go, they told us but did not make any actions to prevent us from continuing. Quite frankly, I theorized that anyone who wants to seem like they have special insight or magical powers always take advantage in warning people about disasters in the hopes that something will happen. Then they can claim to have known beforehand. It's nonsense. I think we can easily deal with anything that comes up. We are only about 18 miles from West Haven and we have working vehicles. October 14th. Joanne, we have set up our fourth camp in Shicha Hollow. It's very dense and tricky to manage, but we found a clearing. It wasn't three hours into the dig and we had an amazing find, a skull. Looks like a smaller version of Ankylosaurus with sharp ridges and horns and shark-like teeth. It has been damaged, but could be reconstructed. The skull appears to attach on the base, having a curved neuraxis. Its brain capacity is substantially larger in proportion than any other theropod I've ever seen. Looks like a cunning, vicious little beast. I'm not sure I would want to meet this thing in the woods. We are fairly sure it's only about a hundred years old. We need our biologist to arrive. October 15th. Joanne met a hill woman. She was out gathering wood and wandered into our camp. Says her name is Jane and she's lived out here in the woods for years. She rarely sees people out this far, and she was curious what we were doing. It's exactly what you might expect of a person who rarely bathes and has worn out clothing. She seemed both rugged and hardy. Her hair was silver and quite long and braided. Best guess, she was in her early 60s. When I showed her the skull, she seemed unimpressed. Said she knew where we could find a whole skeleton a few miles west. There was an old abandoned mining town on the left side of the hollow. Her mannerisms were quite crude. It was obvious she had been alone for quite some time. Dr. Tucker and I went with her to check out the town while the rest of them continued to dig. A few things of note. The wildlife in the woods seemed agitated about something. The birds in particular were watching us and chittering all the time we walked. There was a small creek we had to cross and alarming, the, wa the water was quite red. We think it is from algae growing on the rocks. Jane told us the natives believe the land bleeds here and that it is evil, but she has been here for ages and there's nothing to worry about. 
The town was in a bad state. The trees had encroached and knocked down many of the buildings. The tiny hotel seemed the most intact, and we took a look inside. I suggested we could stay here as our next camp. Tucker said that we'd better register and pay in advance. We signed our names in the book. I will admit Tucker makes me laugh. Then Jane took us to what was left of the jail, a stone building with two jail cells, one of which had an amazing, bizarre skeleton on the floor. The cell was still padlocked with no key to be found. It was obviously some sort of theropod with an almost human articulation, the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Got to head back to site four and bring back a hammer. She said we could find bones like that all around the town, especially near the mine. She never thought they were anything. We were very excited and decided to go back to site four in order to get some tools to recover the skeleton. We wanted to move to the town as our site five, but we could not fit the trucks through the underbrush. We decided to wait until morning and move everything by hand. We will have to leave the camps, the trucks at camp four, but figure that they will be safe. October 16th, Joanne. It was quite a trek with all the gear, but we made it to the mining town. It rained a little, and Tucker and I made our camp in the old hotel. Also, on the way into town, Dr. Lynch found a broken sign indicating that this town was called Mel's Creek. I'm curious if we can find any records back in West Haven. We recovered the bones, and I can't wait to show the other paleontologists at the conference in December. They are going to be flabbergasted. There were other bones as well. We thought it best to make some quick sketches as to orientation, and then collect them and place them upstairs with us at the hotel. While rubbishing around, I came across an old daguerreotype showing a man and his daughter. The girl looked to be in her late teens. She bore a striking, striking resemblance to Jane. There was an inscription on the back, Jason Mel and his daughter, Jane, 1861. But how can this be? It would make her nearly 80 years old. She couldn't have weathered so well. At least I would not have thought so. And she seemed ignorant of the history of this town. Could this be her mother? I'll have to ask her tomorrow when she returns. She did mention that she had seen more bones in the mines, and we want to take a look. She says she knows the tunnels pretty well, only because they are not too confusing. Update. Something rather distressing. Dr. Eugene Stewart and a student, Clara Potter, have gone missing. They did not show up at sundown. We have searched for three hours into the early evening. It's too dark now to see. We will continue in the morning. Hopefully they are safe somewhere. We may have to search the mines. They went in there they may have gotten lost october 17th joanne very early in the morning we are hearing something outside a kind of hooting like owls but a lot of them it is nearly pitch black outside i speculate that something brought an end to the inhabitants of mills creek rather abruptly in 1862 i hope that whatever it was is not repeating itself I can vaguely see movement in the street below. I'm going to extinguish my lantern. And that is the last entry. Very yeah. interesting. That's very disturbing, actually. Ooh. Very disturbing indeed. Well, that um, explains the signatures in the uh, hotel book. And obviously the rest of the group coming in later, but even more urgency for us to get our whole team together. Let's let's find Jane, show her this damn picture, but at the same time rescue our fellow team member. 
Yes, yes. I although I'm sure it's just recover, not it's not a rescue. Come on. But here's the here's a funny thing though. You know, reading like listening to this journal, right? Like I get this f- funny feeling that like it seemed like right before the last entry, like they were. I mean, Dr. Baker's you know people they're talking about things like in the town, and then like. Situation, right? Two of the people went missing. You know, very similar with Byron. And uh, I don't know, I'm getting a funny, itchy feeling in my bones about this Jane. And is she like part of it? Like, is there something funny going on around here? Like, is this place really deserted? Like, what, what's that last thing about that journal entry? Like, people coming in? Like, I don't know. Dr. Rathmore, do an intelligence roll. Me? Yeah. He didn't say people. He just said movement. I'm sure it was just shadows and tricks of the light. Okay, I got a 15. Okay. Baker, in his journal, describes Jane as 60 years old with silver hair. The Jane that you met looks like she's 40 years old with black hair. Yeah. That's also odd. Yeah. I know, like, the immediate thought is, like, that could be her mother or something like that, but I don't I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. An offspring, definitely. Well, let's, let's go find Jane and, and yeah. figure this out. All right. So let's jump back to Byron. Uh, Byron, you're hanging there making noise. Um, you oh. hear something outside, a shadow goes by the cracks in the uh, the boards on the window and uh, you hear what sounds like a chain being unfastened and the door opens and standing in front of you uh, is Jane and she says god damn it you're awake what the fuck is going on I haven't finished yet uh, I haven't finished what uh, Ah, I didn't tie your feet either. So that's going to make this a little more difficult. No, fuck. And she sort of brushes her hands and she comes inside. Uh, She's about seven or eight feet from you. You can't reach her with your feet. And she's like, "Mm." Uh. he says that, she says, uh, she says, the other one didn't put up so much a struggle. I was able to mark her the way I'm supposed to. Uh, I what, suppose what? I could knock you out somehow. What do you want about? Mark her for what? What are you doing to me? What? what did... She says, I don't think that it'll work if I kill you beforehand. What the fuck? Says, but, uh, but I got about... 15 or 20 years out of the last two. I should be able to get 10 at least from you. You're a youngin. I am. Don't, don't hurt me. I'm, I'm no use to you. None of us are. Life ain't such a great thing, kid. It's better to have it for a long time. You've only got a few years. I can use those. You've got a few years? What? What the hell are you on about? Ah, just hush now. Have you gone to lose so Just, just make here? this easy on yourself. No. no uh, what? Although I'll admit the fear makes it taste better. 
uh, is that using my intelligence to anything I can do right now. <laughs> do um, I see anything I could help? Do me a strength anything? roll with a penalty dice. I'm not okay. A fifty strength, so it's. Okay, 51 with the penalty. <laughs> you rolled it twice? Okay. Yep. And 51's the worst that you got. Yep. Well, One you can. Ahead of my yeah, I'll, I'll let you roll. I mean, I'll let you use luck. You can use luck. Okay. Yeah, I'll use. All right. So you start jerking. Uh, she's like, now settle down now, or I'm going to have to do something. And she reaches for a shovel. And uh, just as she's reaching for the shovel, uh, the, the chain up above on the rafter comes loose. And you feel your weight drop to the ground. Okay. And uh, your hands are still bound. And you've got a chain hanging from them. But it suddenly drops to the ground. What do you do? This is going to... How far away is she from me? About um, 10 feet. Well, six, six or seven feet. How long is the chain? Six or seven feet. And how tall is Jane exactly? Like five foot six. Okay. Not particularly tall. I'm gonna try use my strength. Now there's there's not really much room to swing the chain if that's what you were thinking. That's not what I'm trying to. I want to try wrap it around her neck. Oh, so you're going to try to grapple her. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and do a... I got to actually use her stats the way we lay them out. Only thing I can think of right now. O2. O2. Thank you, Dice God. But I could get fucked here. Got an I could get fucked here. Can I get it? Where are you, Jane? There you go. All right. So you lunge forward with the chain as it drops. She's going to try and dodge. And you got a what? Oh, two. Okay, I got a, I got a 14, so I'm going to say you beat. Um, uh, you managed to, to wrap it around her neck, and she's like, God damn it, like this. And she starts trying to throw you off. Um, okay. I'm just going to try to pull it as tight as I can. All right. now, what are you doing? Uh, so she's going to try to break, three, break free. Um. What am I rolling on? Well, you want to roll on continuing to attack a roll. Okay. I got a 12. Yeah, that's... Okay. You continue to hold it, and you're you're pulling it really tight around her neck. Uh, Next round, if if she doesn't break free, she's going to drop to the ground. Oh, that's still... Okay, dead on 30, and that is my... Okay, you beat. She got 60, uh, 79. <laughs> um, so she drops down to her knees. No, you don't understand. You don't understand. All your friends will die if I don't stop them. 
What are you going to do? No. Fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, he, he's just been captured. This woman has knocked her out. He is pissed. He you is also naked. really he's, hurt your arms. Exactly. Have been, you know, like that. He's not really. He was more aiming to try and knock her out, but <laughs> try to choke her out with the chains. But all right, do you want to try and keep... maybe bang her head against the floor or yeah. the yeah. side of the I thing? Need... All right, do a, a, a brawl bowl. Nope. Okay. Well, you bang her head against the wall a couple times, uh, but she doesn't slip loose. She's like, please let me go. I'll explain. I'm not letting you go. You're explaining. Just, I ain't letting you go. I can't breathe. I, oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Oh, he's really in a moral dilemma here because he doesn't. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, he, he's going to attempt to keep trying to knock her out. He doesn't. All right. She loses consciousness. Okay. She goes limp. You haven't killed her, but you've knocked her out. At this point. Now I need to figure out how to get. Does she have any keys on her? Because I can try to. Um, anything. Or anything. I don't know. You can search her. Out. Go ahead and search yeah. her. Um, yeah. I'd say without any difficulty, you'd find a ring of keys. Okay, cool. There's quite a few of them, probably, and they're all old, old-fashioned kind of keys. I'll be trying them. All right, you find them. You unlock yourself. Okay, cool. Fuck, I'm gonna pick up the shovel. Okay, because I, I need something. Cause I, I don't know if she's alone. I want to sc- scour the rest of this barn very quickly. Okay, um, you can tell she uses it as a butcher house. Okay. She's obviously, there's bones in the corner. She's obviously butchered more people than just, it looks like there's at least two people that are fresh, the girl and a man. Uh, Maybe, maybe the missing doctor, well, you don't know that he's missing, but the uh, Dr. Uh, Stewart. Uh, Um, You can do a sanity roll for all of this. I also want, if I don't go insane from this, I want to try and uh, hire up somehow. A 26 bat is a pass. Okay. Well, it's it's not difficult for you to use the same manacles on her. Okay. Yeah, I will. That's what I'll do. All right. So you manacle her up to the... Uh, uh, I guess there's like a workbench or something that she uses and you've manacled her so that her arms are, you know, around that. There's no way for her to get away. I've got the keys on me. I've got the shovel. Right. Uh, but she is um, uh, she is unconscious and you are stark naked. Is there any rags anywhere? Anything I can just put over me? There are... Uh, uh, no, not really, except what she's wearing. Do a spot hidden. Oh, fuck off. One. 92. That's not doing anything for me. No. Uh, All right. Um, so what you do notice, it's, it's something 
I think I'm going to have you do another sanity roll for this, but I'll tell you why first. Um, when you first met Jane, okay, when you met her all this time, there was something, something about her that seemed vaguely familiar. Um, you, you, you might have noticed it before, but it didn't register because it's something that you've seen almost every day for the last few years. Jane's clothing that she wears is probably stolen from her victims. And what she's wearing on the outside that's kind of raggedy covers up what looks like a sweater underneath. And the sweater underneath is in the colors of Cincinnati University. That she would have gotten that from one of the females, probably Clara, who's hanging there, inviscerated. I failed horribly on this. Okay. Uh, do a 1d8. Eight. Okay. Do a, an intelligence roll. Yep. And that will take me, the eight will take me over the 20%. <laughs> uh, intelligence. I passed by one. Okay, you passed by one. All right, roll a d8 for oh, me. Shit. What the hell is my d an eight? Oh, you got an eight. <laughs> yeah. All right, roll a four for me. Four. All right. Well, technically, uh, you got the red mist on my list. And you got attack the nearest friend. Uh, however, since there is no nearest friend, I think you just go batshit crazy on this woman at this point. You pick up the shovel, you start beating her to death with it. Um, probably use it to cut off her head. Um, and you are covering yourself in her blood as a so thing and you are just freaking out and you're you're smashing the windows in the cabin and you're breaking the whatever furniture is there and and you're freaking out uh for uh for the next 10 rounds (laughs) i am am also on 31 sanity so i am at 20 percent all right we'll we'll get to that later if that's right (laughs) all right the rest of you you guys are still in the town, but you're getting ready to leave. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's gather the stuff that we've collected. Um, I'll help uh, Dr. Hall uh, divide out and uh, share the load for the, uh, uh, the bones that were collected by Dr. Baker and the notes and get all this stuff. And uh, let's start trekking back to the camp. and Let's go find... Uh, Jane's cabin and, and, and Byron. We gotta find Byron. This is this is really yeah. odd. Yeah, but we James, to... I'm off for the dig and the discovery here, but I, right now I don't think we need this extra weight. We need to go get uh, Philip first. We can we can always come back for these things. What we need to do is we need to we need to have like a plan, right? So like 
I'm still a little bit spooked and freaked out. So like, do we have, do, let's gather some stuff. Let's just be safe. Uh, I've got my gun, right? So we got that, got my bullets with me. Um, let's get some, everybody, everybody grab a weapon, right? Just in case, just to have it, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen between here and when, by the time we get to wherever this place is that she lives. And we don't even know. I mean, I've got this petrified stick I carry with me. I can, I can wallop something pretty good with it. I, if we're not going to take all the bones, I'm going to for sure pack up the strange uh, theropod uh, that walks upright like a man and uh, package that and take that back for sure. That's not staying. You have multiple. You have a, a, quite a few of those, in fact, so. in boxes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, how much does this uh, skeleton weigh? It's, it, you know, desiccated bone is relatively light stuff. So it's fairly just light. Yeah. The two boxes so, we already took out of the hotel, that's, you know, a mm. lot of fascinating material to go through. Yeah, uh, so I, I want to I bring I'm that stuff to, back. I'm willing to take one one box of the the bows back. The the one from the gel is good enough, but let's divide it up into backpacks, but let's go get Philip. Then we can well, come back here and figure it out. The other thing I think, if you'll permit it, professors, is as soon as we get back to site four, uh, a couple of us should go out and see if we can find Jane's cabin, and a couple of us need to drive into town and get the sheriff. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We have we now have officially a lot of missing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on a second. Like, first of all, we don't know where Jane's place is. I mean, I know, I know we want to know where to go get Byron, but where are we going to get Byron? Number two, I don't think lit up. Um, I, you know, yeah, that's fine with the sheriff and all, but really, like, we need to be sticking together. There was how many people were in, in Dr. Baker's party, and none of them are around. Yeah, and, like, so they're all just. I, I mean, I, I agree yeah, with you, which Harold. Which is why we Let's, need a sheriff. Let's totally all go agree. back as a group. Let's all go find Jane's cabin. I mean, they headed off in that, that direction when they left our camp. So we'll just do that and see if we can, you know, maybe form a skirmish line and we can hopefully find it. But uh, once we, you know, thinking positively here, if we can find Byron, let's get back to the truck and head back to town and let the authorities know. I totally agree with you. And the sooner that we can get back to camp and, and head off to the north, the better chance we have with the trail that they went, branches still bent down, some kind of a trail still left that we can follow. Yeah, so let's let's go. All right. I think we can continue to have this argument as we walk through the woods. Right. Yes. Sure. So, well, what happens is, is as you're walking, you get to the edge of the woods, uh, to the trail heading back towards site four. And everybody do a luck roll. Oh god. My luck is down to twenty-five. So let's see what happens. Oh wow. Just passed. Just failed. Uh, 40. Uh, I failed. Failed by a little bit. Sixty-two. So three of you failed. Um I heard some relish in your voice. <laughs> well, it's an interesting okay. As you get to the and you start to get to the edge of the uh the thing uh there's a a slight rush of air and the three of you who failed are struck by copper lights that come flying out of the woods in your direction uh they hit you uh various parts of your body your chest your arm your leg um and uh 
they'll do one point of da- one hit point of damage each. Uh, if you pass, then you you saw something coming and you jumped out of the way. Uh, hey, do a hey, spot hidden. that? Do spot hidden. For all of us. Yeah. Did these come? Did we? Did they come from in front of us? From the side of us? They came from in front of you. I, I had a hard success on spot hidden. I have an extreme success as a twelve. Okay. Anybody else? Fail. Fail here. Fail. Okay. Um, Doctor Cooper Smith, as you're standing in there, you think in the dark of the hollow, you can see something move. Um, maybe, in, maybe from where the, the direction that some of the rocks came from. Dr. Rathmore, as you're standing there, you distinctly see a couple of creatures that you could only imagine are what these articulated bones would look like. They're dark and sort of rocky colored. It looks like they are camouflaged very well thanks to their outer body. They have little horns. They are, um, oh, they're not little, but uh, you think you see two of them sort of move behind some bushes or underbrush, but you very distinctly saw something. So I, I quickly like point in the direction of what I just saw. And I said, everybody over there. And I get my gun out and I'm like, I'm like, there's something, there's something moving back there, and it's not human. Is it in the same direction that I saw Mm-mm. also? So I go, no, they're, they're over there. You, uh, you there. Come, come out here. And I, I go, James, they're probably everywhere. We're being surrounded. This is exactly what I was thinking. Everybody get together, and I'm trying to get everyone to come back to back so that we can at least like see in all directions amongst the remaining amongst us. Well, you realize you can see farther behind you because it's the town. We need to get back with the building behind us. Who is it? Is it Jane? Is it other hillbillies? Oh no no no! Oh no no! This is this is one of those. This like I guess one of those creatures. This thing's had horns. I don't I don't know what it is. No, no, it's it's hillbillies out there. Are you feeling entirely sane, Professor Rathmore? What's that? Are you feeling entirely sane? I saw you get a little beady-eyed when I was reading the journal. I say to you out there, this is quite rude and completely unnecessary. Now stop throwing these stones and let us pass. And I'm going to start boldly boldly walking my way out there. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to stand in my place and I'm like, I'm going to start moving backwards towards the town, looking ahead of me and then looking all around because I'm just not... This is, you know. This is ridiculous. Gentlemen, come on. Dr. Cooper Smith, um, do a dodge roll. Damn it. Oh, that's a terrible dodge. <laughs> 99. Right. You make your statement and you step forward. And as you do from a 
a grouping of trees to your slightly to your uh, left, just slightly to your left, something steps out and you are surprised and horrified and maybe a little delighted to see this thing that looks very much like uh, a, 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 a fleshy sort of lizard man uh, with horns on its head. It sort of leaps out into the path and it has a spear in its hand, which it chucks at you um, and hits you square in the shoulder. Um, and you, you fall backwards and down onto the ground. Uh, five points of damage. Holy cow, I need to make a con roll. You can do a sanity roll. Now, I what, don't have... What order do you want me to do that in? So I'm this... sorry, say that again. What order do you want me to do this in? Because that would have been a major wound for me. Uh, I only had eight hit points, so now I'm down to three. Okay. Um, so you want me to do the con first and then sanity? Oh, uh, yeah, do the con first and then the sanity. Um, I don't have all of the artwork finished. I swiped this off of Chaosium and altered it myself. But this is sort of where we're going with this. Yes. Well, oh my gosh. Well, students, go ahead and think I'm crazy. <laughs> you could go ahead and talk to I'm Go ahead and roll sanity. Yeah. Yep, I will. Hold on. I'm going to capture this. All of us see it, correct? Oh, did you capture it? I did. Okay. Yes, all of you see it when it does that. Except for Byron, who's busy. Right. Naked. Bashing and an old woman. Uh, okay, so failed my con roll. Um, so I'm going to mark major wound. I'm going to mark the major wound box. Uh, so I think I'm... I think this is going to be a, a bleeding wound now. And now right. I'm going to do my sanity. Luckily, I have excellent sanity. Said the excellent man who sanity. just rolled 99. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, what do I roll for success? I'd say a D4. I succeeded also. Sadly, you and Byron were the people who had first aid, I think. Um, I took three. You know, my first aid's only at base, though. I've just been, I've just been trying to work that skill. Yeah, my first aid's like fifty. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm on the ground. I'm bleeding from you, this uh, major wound. And the rest of you notice a few of these other things pop out in the woods. Rathmore, shoot! How how close are they? Um, spear thirty to fifty feet. And for my for my paleontology skill, could I estimate their speed? They look like they could move pretty fast if they want. Yeah. Especially Is this spear buried deep, or did it hit me and then fall out? Five five points. Uh, it definitely hit bone. Um, there. But is it lodged in, or is did it hit could me? Could you pull it out? Yes, you, you could pull it out if you want. Okay. To. Rank, I'll pull it out, and I probably wouldn't have the wherewithal to hold on to it, 
So I'll just pull it out and, you know, I'm already on the ground. I'm prone. So I'm going to pull it out, roll over and try and start holding the wound and start low crawling back towards my group of guys. Okay. Like, uh, I was well, wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I don't think you got very far after all. Uh, I'm going to drop my box of bones and go to Dr. Cooper Smith's aid to the best of my ability. And so is Clive. Okay. Shoot, um, Bradmore. Shoot. Shoot to kill. I am my, not. My intent is to grab uh, James Collar to try to just pick him up and drag him, even though he's faster than me. Oh, come on. They're animals. Feet. They're going to run away as soon as he shoots. Show them what gunpowder can do. I don't know that. I'm not listening to a student anymore. So I got my gun out. <laughs> I, 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 ca I cock it, but I'm cautiously like looking, but staying back while all the stuff is happening in front of me. And I'm trying to gauge based on my own background. Like I'm just trying to see like what they're going to do. Are they making any sudden movements? Are they it looks like they are, that they are moving towards you. Um, possibly trying to drive you back. To the town these full are, of human bones. Shoot! These are pack animals. They attack as a pack. Yeah, I gotta agree with you, Clive. Um, hurry up and pull back, uh, pull back James. We've got there. him, shoot! There's no safety in town. Oh, quiet, Marcus! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna, Are you guys going to back farther into the town? I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. stop because if they're moving towards us, then I don't want to keep moving backwards. But Yeah, I don't want to give up any territory. They're probably behind us too. I'm going to cock my gun and I'm going I'm to aim it towards the one that's closest to me, like if they're all in front of me. Okay. So I can actually see their eyes. Okay. It it doesn't have any reaction. It, it it doesn't seem to probably doesn't know what that thing is, but what is okay. the closest thing behind us? In other words, what is are we close to the, the closest building would be the assay's office. All right. But we can't move Dr. Cooper's with at any speed. And, well, and, and, he can and, walk. He is injured. Yeah, we're pick, I'm just helping to pick him up on his feet to get him moving in that direction. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they're moving towards us, right? Yeah, they're they're trying to herd you. They've got. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to go on a limb and say, like, we don't have a lot of time to have like a lot of peripheral like looking around, right? We have to make quick decisions. Right. So I'm going to like take a shot, like, a, like I'm intentionally going to miss the one that's closest to me or like closest to us, I'm going to shoot just over his head. All right. Uh, your bang goes off, and they all just sort of, you know, the way an animal does, like when thunder hits, but they then continue. They don't. Uh... All right. I'm scanning. I'm scanning behind me now, as as I am trying to get the group to go to the assayer's office. So I'm now, looking to I'll, see. I'll if there stumble is in coverage. there. I'll stumble in there. Is there is there any way I can uh, do first aid on myself inside the assayer's well, I'm, office? I'm, I'm prepared to stop. Try to stop your bleeding okay. as soon as we can shoot one of these goddamn monsters and scare <laughs> them away. 
Um, I just did do that. They didn't scare sure. Uh, why not, why, well, what, which one of you? Uh, uh, Zundel, um, why don't you roll for first aid? You're going to try to stop it. You'll have to like rip your shirt. 18. Or something. All right. That's, uh, that's excellent. Is that hard? Almost. Right. It's not hard if you've got it at base, but. No, I've got it at base. It's close. Right, so he makes a, a, a wad of, of a piece of his own shirt and then ties it around you so that it's at least stopping uh, the wound from bleeding. All right. So. Do, do I have physically on me, or did I give it over to James that spear? Well, you guys, a few minutes ago, you guys were saying that you weren't going to carry everything back with you. So but my I, guess is you left it in the hotel. No, I mean, you I, left I, it. You wanted to bring the spear with me, but I could, I could also relegate to the fact that I probably gave it to James because he was saying he was packing a backpack or something like that. But I didn't, I didn't know that I actually took that with us. But I don't know, you know. I know that you took it out of the, out of the jail. You did say that. I, I was I was under the impression that he had both the spear and the gun with him. Yeah, okay. the spear was like in his backpack or sticking out of it. I'm going to hold up the spear. I'm not sure that's going to do anything. Okay. Up uh, doesn't seem to do anything. All right, they're not. This is like. Ask for it. Make one of their heads explode. They don't care about sound, but if they see a head explode, they're not going to know what that is. They have rocks and sticks. And damn hard rocks. And sharp ones. So <laughs> Sharp sticks. At this point, I'm going to go backwards towards like the nearest standing structure. So okay. at least I have something back behind me. Okay. Well, the nearest standing structure is the SAA's office, which uh, Dr. James and, and Marcus just went into. Get There's in not here, much. So I'm going to go back inside. Is there a window looking out? There's the remnants of a frame, yeah. All right. Uh, that's what I was... So I'm going to get in. I'm going to get inside. I'm presuming we're all in there. Okay. And like somebody, like I, I shout out to Dr. Um, to Clive. I say, check the back of the, of the building with me, and I'm going to train my gun outside of the actual frame, because I'm presuming there's only one way to get in, which is through the door. So I'm going to keep my, I'm going to come around and actually have my gun ready at that actual frame. I'm not okay. going to be sticking out of the frame. I'm going to be like kind of a little bit back. Okay. James, you said that you'd already been in here. What, is there a back door? Is there other? Yeah, if, uh, there's a there's a rear room. I think there's a door back there. Uh, uh. You stay still. I'll go. I'll go uh, block it, brace it at least. Hey, uh, uh, quick question mechanically because I can't remember. Did the uh, the first aid that was successful on me? Uh, did it only remove the major wound checkbox, or did it remove the checkbox and give me one hit point? Um, I'll give you both. Okay. That's fine. And uh, back at Jane's cabin, uh, Byron, uh, you, ah. your, your, your mind is reeling. You're, uh, you're, you're coming to, you're starting to realize that you are naked in a room. You are completely covered in blood. And you have basically smashed Jane's skull in, and uh, uh, 
you don't exactly remember everything about what happened in the last few minutes, but you you now realize that you must have killed her. I dropped a shovel and I'm just like, Bleh. all right, so you roll up like this. Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do? Well, I'll take back up the shovel and ch- check to see if Jane. Oh, I doubt there's much left of Jane, but if any, if there's anything of use, obviously I have the keys on me. So, well, you have her keys. She has a knife. Um, uh, are you staying in the the shed? I will go outside. All right. I'll go outside. You go outside, and it looks like she was preparing something. She has uh, a number of uh, old cut tree stumps uh, that have been lashed together in a very odd manner. And you can see that the top of these is pretty heavily stained uh, with uh, what looks like dried blood. Um, there's also a, uh, for lack of a better word, a cauldron uh, that she has and a fire ready to go. There's no fire at the moment, but looks like a big witch's cooking pot. Can I see any other buildings, anything around? Yeah, there's a cabin area. right next door. I will go into the cabin. I, first, I want clothes. I am like holding a shovel and I've got the knife and I've probably kind of got the keys in my teeth. Like, I have no clothes. Surprisingly, the cabin seems to be in pretty good working order. Um, This looks like the place where she lived. And for a woman living alone in the mountains, there's what you'd expect. There's some herbs hanging up. There's um, jars of things that she's pickled or preserved and there's place where she sits and um, although everything looks like it's from the 1800s okay uh, doesn't look like modern stuff um, but other than that the place looks normal it does look like she has burned some clothing in her uh, fireplace uh, you're not her size okay I, can I find something to wrap it, even if it's like sheets or something? Yes, wrap. yes, most definitely there's other clothing yeah. there that you can find to cover yourself. Um, so you emerge from her house yeah. uh, uh, and you're standing on the front porch and, uh, and knife in hand. The, the, the birds are singing and the sun is shining and the clouds are lightly floating overhead and Uh, The whole thing is so incredibly surreal uh, since you are still mostly covered in blood except where you covered it up with the thing. And that's where we'll leave it for this evening. (laughs) We'll find out what you do (laughs) next week. Covered in blood, barely wearing anything with a shovel and a knife. (laughs) I would get shot by someone. If someone just saw me, they would probably just shoot (laughs) <laughs> Quite the life you bargained for, was it, Byron? Our players included John Hook, Bill Rickle, Josh Harwood, David Gassaway, and Harish Rao. 
with uh, yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us uh, once again uh, into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Mm -hmm.